Coming up on TBF, a Browns fans podcast, Baker Mayfield's catching a lot of heat for the Browns' loss against the Chargers, and his wife has something to say about it. This podcast brought to you by Daddy Jam's Time Space Mixes. Get them on mixcloud.com slash daddy jams. Daddy Jam's Time Space Mixes. Welcome to TBF, a Browns fans podcast. Number one running attack in the NFL with Cleveland. First and ten, Chubb again. And to block, and they go with Petonio. Look at him, plow! Good time, Mayfield dumps it off to his tight end. And Joker for a big game and a big block downfield by Petonio. Chubb a block, Mayfield, touchdown! This time he connects with Rashard Higgins. A seven-yard strike. And the Browns have gone up early in the second quarter. Fourth in one. Hunt to the end zone. Touchdown. Three-yard touchdown run. Do your push-ups and do it with one arm. You've just taken the lead again. What he brings to that room. Chubb's got 77 yards on the ground. Second down four. Adding to it. Stiff arming. Keeping his balance. fans podcast guys it's hard it's hard to talk about the browns after loss isn't it especially when when you feel like it just got stolen from you yeah really oh there's a lot of things went wrong in that fourth quarter um but and the browns are setting records guys did you know that and what records yeah yeah, well you don't want to set these records guys let me let me tell you about it In the history of the NFL, when a team goes on the road 
scores 40 points or more and has no turnovers in 401 occurrences prior to Sunday, that team won. The Browns are the first team to travel, score more than 40 points and have no turnovers and, and still lose the game. So it's an NFL record. (laughs) New and innovative ways to lose in Cleveland. Oh my God. It's just, it's I, I I don't have words for I'm not even sure you know okay you remember used to be if the Browns were in a tight game at the end there would be that thing that happened and then you knew they were going to lose the game right yeah well I can tell you when I knew we were going to lose the game third when we nine. handed the ball to Kareem Hunt on third and nine <laughs> now. Hey, what Rex, are you gonna Rex do, eh? Ryan, Rex Ryan has something to say about that. Oh, I hate he, him. Well, I don't. Yeah, I. It, you don't have to like him or love him or anything. I just want you guys to hear this, okay? Because <sighs> I, I, this. <laughs> I've heard it. It's so funny. I mean, but, but. But, but, but. Welcome back to Get Up. Let's go Can to Cleveland, where much of the conversation this yeah, week yeah. has centered on the Browns' decision to run the ball on third and long up one late in the game in their loss to the Chargers. Now, Kevin Stefanski had this to say about that crucial play call. This is where I have to put our guys in position to succeed, and I didn't do that there, uh, and, and I'm sick about it. Yeah, so Monday on Get Up, Rex Ryan said that play call tells us exactly what the Browns think of quarterback Baker Mayfield. I think he's a good quarterback, but he's not a great one. You know who else doesn't think he's a great quarterback? The Cleveland Browns. It's third and ten. You know if you don't get the first down, you're going to punt it back to the Chargers, who you haven't stopped. What do they do? They run a draw play. Are you kidding me? If you have confidence in your quarterback, I just need to hit one first down. It showed me lack of confidence in your quarterback. It is hard. It's hard to argue with that position. I will I will I will say this. Uh-huh. I, I mean, and I'll let Uncle Hugh go. I saw I do agree with it, okay, because that's what they should have been doing is mm-hmm. trusting the quarterback right, there. Right. Absolutely. But then but then there was a another point to where they had the failed drive, that last drive. Um no, before that last drive, the one that they punted on. Okay. Right. Well, that um, was the one they punted on. They punted after that third and nine play. Okay. I thought this was the last drive they were on. No. Where they no. failed. Okay. No. That drive, early in that drive, they didn't run like they should have normally done, though. Well, no. On second down, on second down, they passed and it was incomplete. Okay. He missed the guy. He missed Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. And, and right. again, in that particular incompletion, if you go back and look at it, I'm not sure whose fault that was, so to speak. Okay. Well, what I'm going at here is that they went away from the normal way they were playing offense to begin with. Exactly. And so here's, here's what I have to say about that. Now, um, whether or not it does speak to how the Browns actually feel about Baker, I think that remains to be seen, but it, that's a point 
that a guy makes who's, who's, who's definitely always been on the detractor side for Baker Mayfield. Okay, let's just be honest about Rex right. Ryan. Until, until Baker performed stellar in the playoffs last year against the Steelers, Rex Ryan didn't have much good to say about him. Oh, hell no. Um, I think one thing he's uh, one thing he's uh, ignoring, and I think that it there's more to it than what Baker and the coach are saying is that the labrum is bothering the torn labrum is bothering him more than not because he was going downfield before. I'm, but the injury not, I'm not trying to give like, Baker an excuse of a torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder right now. I'm not. That's this sudden, not the this not the point here. Okay, the point is well, very. Okay, the point is very simply this, that when the Chargers missed the extra point and the Browns were up a point with three minutes, I believe we were visited by the ghost of Marty Schottenheimer. I mean, somehow inhabiting the body of Kevin Stefanski. I mean, listen, this is this is Kevin Stefanski making a clear mistake in strategy, and I I I see him as a person who will learn from this. Okay, so so you're saying it's a Martyism. Well, I'm saying that they got that point lead and they act like they were going to sit on it. But if you were going to sit on it, you had to get a first down because you got to burn three minutes off of the clock. Okay, yeah, and, and you you can't do that by going off schedule. Listen, Kareem Hunt gets that same run on second down, right? Now makes- it's third and three. Okay, right. Right. now it's third and three. Without the incompletion, without that pass play called. Now right. it's now listen. It didn't help in the decision making that when they. They went on schedule on first down. They handed the ball to Nick Chubb, and Nick Chubb gets stuffed two two yards behind the line of scrimmage. Okay, right. <clears throat> I'm certain. I mean, they knew we were going to run. So I'm they certain. I'm, well, I'm certain that. Okay, listen to what you're saying, and I'm certain that influenced Kevin Stefanski's decision to pass the ball on second down. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. If you ask me. That was a demonstration of faith in Baker Mayfield. And furthermore, it was also, if you want to be objective about it, an instance where Baker Mayfield on the field of play let his coach down on his decision. Now, whether his coach's decision was the right decision or not, doesn't matter. That pass play on second down was not executed well. And that's an offensive execution problem. There's, There's multiple facets to this deal here. Okay. Well, you make a good point, and and I it makes me wonder. Uh, like I, it makes me wonder why Kevin Stefanski wouldn't trust Baker at this point, other than the labrum. But well, he, I don't think he, he just mistrusting. on third down when he called the draw play. Baker Mayfield had just missed a wide open receiver. Receiver, come on. Well, he had just oh, yeah, done that on second down. He's trying to err on the side of caution, I guess. Yeah. Well, and it I mean, was fucked up because it yeah. was fucked. But but let's go back because the truth is, but for some absolutely wholly and totally unexcusable officiating, it don't come to that. Oh my god. Right. Okay. Here's my my point. I want to make. Okay. And. I'm usually not like this about penalties in the NFL only because uh, unlike other sports, you know what I mean? There's plenty of time to make up for it. Momentum swings are big. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A guy makes a big play. You forget about uncalled penalties. Okay. 
But this was like watching an NBA game. What what everybody complains about basketball for, you know what I mean? The officiating has way too much play in 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 the outcome. You know what I mean? This we're talking now. I I I will yeah, but to I call that to one call some people to, just to call that one call that was obvious offensive pass interference if there was any pi on it at all. Okay, textbook. Right. Well, but but. Because listen, if that's a no call, that pass was incomplete. Am I correct? Right. Exactly. Okay. exactly. All right. Exactly. So 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 the no call was actually the right thing unless right, you wanted to call offensive pass interference. But to give the defense thirty five yards on that and 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 again, the play previous to that, uh Donovan Peoples Jones had been like just manhandled out of the sideline by a guy. Right. Right. Look, here's like point I want to make here is that I I see our like our last drive. There's problems with that. That two minute drill right there was awful. Okay. Like it was. Now oh, we had no sucked. timeouts. It I get sucked. it. I had no timeouts. We I get it, but like it just was bad. So there's things Horrible. we saw that need to be improved. But it should have never been there. That pass interference happened. And look, on primetime, you can go watch it. You can't help but see two of the highlights have Miles Garrett being held in them. Total, com- the, It changed the complexion <laughs> of the game totally. Well, now, I will well, admit now, one of those holds in the prime time, on primetime, right? He wouldn't mm-hmm. have got to the quarterback anyway. Now, but the point is you got highlights with him now, being held. Now, now, <laughs> let, now, let's say a couple things here, okay? Before we just say it's totally the officials that blew this game, because I'll tell you this. Okay. Obviously not. <laughs> no, I'll tell you this. Okay, the Browns' defense has got a problem, and it's its secondary, okay? And yes. it, it has to do with injuries, guys. It's not the talent of the cornerbacks or the safeties or any of that. We're hurt right now. And it looks like we might be getting healthy, uh, some offensively um, and some defensively. But then there's other guys that are questionable. Hey, you know who didn't practice today? Landry, Chubb, Hunt, both of Ooh. them. Damn! Wow. Okay. Okay. That's so well, now, but I you know, just because the guy that now they're not on the injury report, or if they are, they're going to be off. I mean, if right. if anything, even if they're listing them as questionable, who gives a rat's ass? You really don't think we're going to go and uh, and and not have at least one of those guys available. You're crazy. Um, and they're not practicing probably to save their bodies for Sunday. For Sunday. Yeah. It's a hard game and, they played. And, Look. And listen, the game they got coming up Sunday, you want your running game for this because you're going to be able to run all over the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. Um, well, hopefully. Well, they're, they are not good against the run guys. Okay. From an objective standpoint, it is one of the weaknesses of their defense. Okay, what's the quarterback's name again? Um, uh, Murray, Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray. Uh, I hope we're good against Murray. <laughs> well, it, that's going to depend. Do you get Clowney back? How's Garrett? You know, Garrett was Garrett was playing with a knee and an ankle. Come yeah, on, man. Yeah. Hey, hey. Well, I will put this in there too. Okay, Malik Jackson's Our, looking good. Yeah, he, he is. is. Yeah, but what I want to put in there is our defense is weak in the secondary. 
Okay. Uh-huh. The other team got help on the defensive line on us, on the offensive line on us, basically, with the holding. Okay. Oh, yeah. Many times Garrett could have been in there and disrupted. Herbert is, at this point, people are saying he might be. He is an elite quarterback. Oh, at yeah. This point. Herbert, dude's sharp as hell. Okay. He's, here, here, he's here's the thing, guys. I can tell you, and there's four of them. All right. There's four elite quarterbacks in this league right now. And none of their names is Baker Mayfield unless he steps up and proves it. And he could be the fifth. Okay. But it's Justin Herbert. It's Lamar Jackson. It's Pat Mahomes. And it's Josh Allen. Okay. Yep. These are your elite quarterbacks. Well, I I guess I should mention a guy uh, named Tom Brady. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Well, he's like I wouldn't. I'm assuming we're kind of. He's got a bad hand, guys. Like Rodgers and Brady, we already know. We're talking up and Brady's got a bad hand now, so he he could fall. He could fall off the precipice right now. I'm talking. I'm talking about performance. I'm not talking about perception now. I'm talking, man, listen, Pat Mahomes is, 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 is fastly falling out of that group this year. He's, he's looking gun shy for some reason. I'm not sure. He thinks he's got to get the touchdown pass. His defense sucks and, and teams are able to tee off. Okay. Okay. How do you beat the chiefs? You outscore the chiefs. Okay. And when you outscore the chiefs, you can be aggressive defensively on it. When you have a lead on the chiefs, then you can pressure Mahomes and, and Mahomes can get away from you he runs he's athletic he does all these things but it, the, the the defense their defense sucks so bad it's going to be hard to imagine i mean the kansas city chiefs defense is really bad guys yeah the chiefs are the saints this year okay i'll buy that uh that's tom the tom um, they drew Brees saints this year drew Brees. remember drew Brees had the best Offense in the league two years straight also had the worst defense in the league. Okay. I mean, you can't, you can't win. <laughs> you can have the best offense all day. You ain't going to win with it. If you have the best, the worst defense to pair with it, and it don't matter. Well, that, that, <clears throat> that much is true, but I just found, you know, listen, I understand that Rex Ryan's uh, mission in life as it, as it relates to Baker Mayfield is one of the guys that's on the detractor side. Okay, so you can take his words with a grain of salt, but as a as a legitimate objective observation, it is worth noting that, you know, people say shit all the time. I have complete faith in Baker Mayfield. In this I'm coach Steven, Kevin Stefanski in this case. Okay. Yeah, um, I do, too. I do, and, I do and, too. and so, but wait, but then when the crucial time comes and I can either hand the ball to my back or let Baker go ahead and get that first down for me, I choose to, and come on, a draw play, a fucking draw. So you thought you was going to fool him with, wait, and I get it that just the previous week we'd had a third and 20 and Kareem said, well, let's go get it all. Okay. Well, well, he didn't get all of that. And yeah. but okay. but I keep I keep telling myself because I look at where he got in relation to the first down marker, right. and you'd have been looking at third and four if he'd have done now, that on second down. I just want to twist a little perspective here, okay? Now there was a Super Bowl we all remember where the Seahawks were on the goal line, okay? They had one yard to go. They had oh, the yeah, best running back in that- the league. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, just, just picture this. They have the best running back in the league. They also have a very good 
quarterback. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they decide to make this, try to make this pass and it backfires. Okay. Now, had they made the run, I understand you, you don't, you run them and you don't make it. Then you die by that too. Okay. Yeah. But what I'm saying is if you're the coach in this situation, do we want to pressure the Browns? We're like, Hey, why are you not using Baker? I mean, if you got the best no, running game in the in the well, league, no, and it's, no, it's you don't. But you, you don't. Use it. You can't. But you can't on third and nine with the game on the line, and you're not in a position where trying to go for it on fourth down would have made any sense at all. Okay, right. right? Well, I okay. What yeah. I'm just saying, said. contextually, you can't do that. I don't care who the personnel are. You can't do a draw play. On third and nine, when this first down is is the game, basically, well, they, the Browns Hugh, get that the Browns get that first down. They don't yeah. lose that game. They don't lose the game. I, right. I wonder. I wonder what the analytics. I'll tell you what the analytics would say. I could tell you what they'd say right now. They would have said you wouldn't have ran. You wouldn't have passed the ball to play before that. You'd have ran it. And then passed on that down. Right. It was run, run, <laughs> run, run, pass. Or run, run, run. Or run, 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 depending. Because if you're at third and two, you run it again. Okay? My whole thing is you're still killing clock with the second down uh, run. And then you can That's do. It. That was the whole idea. Why would you put the ball in the air at all? Okay. Honest to goodness. Honest to goodness. Why would you yeah. put the ball in the air at all in that drive? Especially so, when, just keep in mind now, the Browns actually executed a drive where they marched all the way down the field, didn't pass the ball once, and scored a touchdown. They did it in that game. Okay, so. Yeah, the only thing I think with that call, and, and again, you'll, you'll agree with this, and it's probably Captain Obvious shit, but with that small amount of time, three minutes, just over three minutes, whatever, you got to figure it out in the box, so that might make us have care. to pass. I don't another. care. You gotta. You're trying to burn that three minutes <laughs> off. Come on. You have yeah. arguably, arguably, the don't best, now, yeah. arguably the best running attack in the league. Okay, North with out. Chubb and Hunt. Right. You have right. three minutes and what nine seconds or some crazy crap like that on the clock. First down. You run the ball, your runner gets stuffed because they're loading the box, and clearly your blocking scheme on that one wasn't good. What you do, you put your head down and do it again because you're trying to bust time off this clock. But you throw an incomplete pass and stop the clock. And then, and then to complicate that, on third and nine, you do a draw play. Now, yeah, if a well, team is loading the box, let me say this. If a team is loading the box, see, a draw play is designed to take advantage of a blitz, all right, so that the rush goes past the, you know, is almost to the quarterback because he's delayed, remember? He's delayed his handoff and then giving it to the guy who's standing beside him who then takes off in, in, in a delay on that draw, right? You're... Right. And, 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 and it's just, just contextually, it wasn't it wasn't strategically the down and distance or anything to do that play. There was so much wrong with it that it's like I it's listen, I have had by watching that my faith in Kevin Stefanski shaken a bit. Um, 
I'll say this. I don't I don't feel too shaken because uh, the full scope of the game is just bullshit to me. OK, mind my language there, mm-hmm. but that's just what it is to me. No, it, it's but I will bullshit. say, that, OK, <laughs> no, I, what I will say to this, what I will say to it, we, we got to like, eat on like the thing, were, guys. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. What I will say to it, though, is like what you're saying is basically that makes no sense. If they run again on that and it's stuffed again. OK. Then you have you got to pass, right? You got to complete a no. pass, just like you were trying to say. Okay? okay, if you run it and you make the and you no. get yards off okay. of it, it's a easier listen pass to me. or another listen, run. Listen, listen, listen to me. Okay, here here's the thing. I don't give a shit what you think about getting that first down or how important that was. But let's just say that either you were going to take 40 seconds off the clock with each of those plays or that's true too, or force the charges to take their all three of their timeouts. Instead, what happened was they spent one timeout. You ended up kicking them the ball and they were able to march down the field and make use of both of those timeouts. There you go. Well, okay. see, that's even the other part. Running, what I'm basically saying is, running the ball made too much sense for any scenario. Right. Even All I mean, they should have, they should have handed that ball off three times. And and, and I, based on <clears throat> what I know about the Browns' running game and the Browns' offensive line blocking for those runners, and what they had done that day, I see no reason to believe that in three runs they couldn't have got ten yards. Yeah, even with the box loaded, right? Right. Exactly. And I, I, for one, think that Kareem Hunt's run as a piece, uh, imagine it was three runs, okay? The first one got stuffed, but if second down is Kareem Hunt, hell, even on that fucked up draw, which you shouldn't have done, okay? Because even on second down, if they'd have run it, it really shouldn't have been a draw. It really wasn't a place to do a draw, okay? It just really wasn't. You know, I think Stefanski really did feel sick about that. And it well, wasn't that's what he, said. he didn't trust that's, Baker. It doesn't. It wasn't because he didn't that, trust Baker. He I don't, literally I don't, sucked. Okay, at, listen. At that I time, I, I don't disbelieve any word he said in characterizing that. My thing is this: there's a lot of people who say a lot of things about themselves. Okay, but now then, watch what those people do. What do you? What are you more informed about that person about what they say? And how they feel about something or what they do in a particular situation. If well, Kevin Stefanski is in a similar situation and does not do the thing he did wrong, then you'll know he learned from it. But, buddy, I'm going to tell you, you, me, and everybody else going to be nervous if we get in a similar situation, especially if he does the same goddamn thing. See, and <clears throat> Kevin, I mean, uh, Kevin. Hey, Kevin McKenna. no. Uh, Jeff, uh, Kevin's defense. What did, they, what, did, what did the analytics say again? What did they did they go? I mean, seriously, the, the analytics percentage wise. I'm just curious. I, mean, I didn't have the actual <laughs> analytics. All I'm saying is <clears throat> the analytics aren't going to tell you not to run on that second down when you want need to waste time. OK, I mean, one would if think, you yeah. can. Huh? What was that? I said, yeah, one would think. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to waste time. Just think about it. If you get stuff from no gain, right? You have the same play basically for the pass if you want to pass on third, right? Or yeah, you right. gain yards and you have a choice to but, pass. But, or but what you have is the Chargers took another timeout to stop the clock. So now right. when they get the ball, but they only have one timeout. And listen, if you run it on 
the third time, right? Just, just, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. Now, you know, and it's, it's, by the way, now it's third and 10 because you got stuff both plays, right? Right. And you only get five yards on that other play. And the Chargers have to burn their last time out. Yeah. Okay. Now, you, now, now you get Jamie to kick the fucking ball away. Right. Yep. And he nails a coffin corner for your ass. Right. And, and you got him inside the five with no timeouts. I think that game comes out different. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what I think. <clears throat> it's so sad because, you know, they scored 42 points, only five points short of, of, uh, Okay. You know, having with you okay, know. guys, we're going to talk some more about the Browns, but real quick here, let's go through the scores from last week. Let's look at the league, and then we're going to hear about Baker Mayfield's wife coming to his defense. Okay, I love her. Oh, to start the week out on Thursday night, the Rams beat the Seahawks. Russell Wilson fucks his finger up, and he's gone possibly for the season. Certainly for Get a few weeks. Fuck out of oh yeah, oh, his middle God. finger got fucked up, and and the surgery got complicated. Whoa, yeah, whoa. So, wow. uh, yeah, that's it's not looking good for the Seahawks boys. No, uh, not the biggest injury of the week is John Gruden. But well, wait, <laughs> a self yeah, injury. We'll talk. We'll, we'll be talk, We'll be talking about Gruden a little bit too. Okay. Um. And uh, the Jets and the Falcons played early because they were in England. Uh, and the Falcons got a win over the Jets. Hey, the Jets got their win last week. Questionable whether they'll win again. Um, maybe, maybe they play the Giants and they can. Get they play the Jaguars. Much. Maybe, maybe oh, the Jaguars can get a win yeah. on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of the Jaguars, one of their players comes up in a uh, in a. Uh, a piece I'm going to look at with you guys where, Hey, who should we we be looking at possibly to trade for and uh, uplift our defense? So we'll look at Mm -hmm. that saints. The saints beat the Washington football team. Jameis Winston looked good guys. Okay. Well, okay. Jameis Winston actually demonstrated what the problem with Jameis Winston is, but, he was good, Jameis, most of the day. He threw a pick, right. and then after that, he straightened up. Well, that's good to hear. I mean, you know. Patriots would, edged I, the Texans, who looked like they was about to win. But, <laughs> but, 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 uh, but Bill Belichick solved them. The Buccaneers stomped the Dolphins 45-17. to 17. Good. Packers, thank God, finally came back. Listen, the Packers... Um, Beat the Bengals, but only uh, because the Bengals missed a potential game winner. Good Lord, man. There were so many field goals missed in that game. It was a damn shame. Okay. Yeah. And the Packers finally got one is what happened. So um, and Bengals turns out are good. Now, um, coupled with our guy, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromora, who was taken to the hospital in Los Angeles uh, for a potential throat contusion. So was Joey Burrow taken to the hospital for the same thing, potential throat contusion. Wow. So is that, is that something internal or? No, it's in your throat, dude. It's when, uh, okay, you remember seeing the little thing, how, how the throat is constructed and you got that, that right. cartilage, those, those rings right. of cartilage. Well, 
A throat contusion would be a contusion in one of those areas, and it can be very dangerous and in some cases fatal if it's not treated. Okay. They used to send guys home with that shit. And, uh, you know, and, and you can always tell because if you have trouble swallowing or your voice has changed a little bit, yeah, you need to get looked at. Okay. All right. So you obviously got hit in the, hit in the neck. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Abs- absolutely. Okay. Broncos lost to the Steelers. Damn it. I, you know. What? Damn, damn you, Jeez. Broncos. Can't you do anything right? Okay. Oh my God! Three weren't they like three and zero or three and one or they whatever? Three and zero, but they played again. I was telling people, yeah, the Broncos are three and zero, but they ain't played no damn body. Okay, and and, and, and they I'm still ain't played nobody. They still ain't played nobody. If you had the Steelers in there, and they still lost. Okay, <laughs> and they still lost. Yeah, that's right. I was like, man, um, boy, it was Lamar Jackson to lose, but that didn't happen. A good good friend of ours lost her husband, and he's a real big Steelers fan, and she just got his urn back, and he's in a Pittsburgh Steelers urn, dude. I mean, he was a real, a real Steelers fan. Yeah. All righty, then. Yeah. And uh, uh, Eagles beat the Panthers 21-18. The Titans 37-19 over the Jaguars. Poor Jaguars. The Browns. The Browns. The Browns. The yeah, Browns. They, they 47-42. Chargers took us. The Bears beat the Raiders 20-9. And now that we're talking about the Raiders, let's stop a second and mention John Gruden's plight. So, you guys, are are you familiar with the scenario of what happened? I mean, everybody knows that he said some shit in an email and that he eventually resigned. But do you know how that came out? In 2010, yeah, with ESPN. Well, no, but do you know how it came out? No. Let me tell you this story. Here's the story. The Washington football team, formerly the Redskins, when Ron Rivera came in, they kind of, the new general manager and everything, they they were basically getting a whole lot of flack and stuff about the organization and complaints were made, civil rights and sexual harassment and other type of shit. And the league itself did an investigation of the team. They removed Dan Snyder from decision-making and put his wife in charge, this type of shit. Okay. During that investigation, uh, emails, Records were demanded and looked at. And those Gruden's communications to the owner were in those. Now, at the time Gruden wrote these emails, he was the ESPN Monday Night Football dude. But he wrote some some like Demoris. Whose name I can't remember. He called him Dumb Oris, D U M B, and he said something about the size of the man's lips. And he said so, there were some other comments that were denigrating to homosexuals and women and other stuff. But he wrote these things. The point is, he wrote them and he wrote them. He didn't make these statements publicly, he didn't tweet them. He wrote them in an email to a, to a person. Well, there's a lesson here, okay? One, it is that when you write something down, it may seem innocuous to you at the time, especially in the context of who you're communicating it to, right? 
But if you don't want your written words to bite you in the ass sometime later in your life, maybe don't write that shit down. Okay. Uh, I think Jerry Jones had a wonderful comment when he yeah. was asked about, uh, you know, what he thought about, you know, John Gruden's resignation. He said, you know, when I think of John Gruden and the emails and the way that happened is that we're all accountable. And now they went on to ask him, well, look, do you think he should have got fired? Should he, you know, been fired instead of allowed to resign? He said, I don't have a comment. And on both counts, I think he did right. Because let me tell you something. Derek Carr, quarterback of the Los Angeles, Las Vegas Raiders, when asked, said, I see everybody the same. I don't have a racist bone in my body, and I don't think Coach Gruden does either. And uh, Sean King wrote a piece where I can't say it any better than he did. And I'm going to paraphrase him. So these aren't his exact words, but he's like, he had a section of his open letter to John Gruden and Derek Carr. And the John Gruden part was, you know, it, you could assume it. Look, John, just stop. Okay. You are who you are. And you've told us who you are. Okay. You oh, didn't you want to. You didn't want to. Um, right. You know, put it on the New York Times. They're the ones that got a hold of these records and, and released them and wrote a story about it. Okay. Yeah. But I'm a yeah. Derek Carr's defense of John Gruden and what he had to say about it was great. He said, you know, I don't have a racist bone in my body, huh? Well, you're right. Because racism ain't in your bones. It's in your brain. It's in your heart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And in the minute you open your mouth and talk about the racist bones in your body that don't exist, I can tell you one it thing is. that even if you don't know it about yourself, I can tell you one thing that's true. You're a little bit racist. I'm a little bit rock and roll. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I'm going to, I'm going to um, say about that. It's just, it's interesting to me mm -hmm. <laughs> because I, this is just my feeling on it. I had the same mm -hmm. feeling when um, what the um, the guy in New York, Cuomo, if I'm pronouncing uh -huh. it correctly, yeah, I got you. he resigned. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there was some more stuff, and they oh, basically yeah. said to him, "We're going to do this. Go ahead and resign." If he would have fought it, then we'd see more shit. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. This is this is was his. Go ahead and do what you got to do, and we're gonna end it at this. How do you think? What do you think about Keyshawn Johnson's comments? I, I didn't hear what he said. I did. Keyshawn basically things. said he's always a joke to me. I mean, the man came in and and took a team that Tony Dungy and I think it was Al McKay built. Okay. He said, and listen, the general manager, the next year after we won the Super Bowl, he left halfway through the year to go to another team because he didn't want to put up with Gruden's bullshit. And Gruden, literally after winning that one Super Bowl, totally destroyed that fucking team. They never, they were never, ever good like that again. Yeah, little Chucky got a big ego. And he should know better in a professional setting to not even... Even if you think those things, you shouldn't say well, them, let all, alone put them in print. First of all, I think I think we've hit a time. And I was I was I, I can't remember who I was talking to about this. It might have been you, Hugh. 
Um, but the, we live in a time now where you need to say what you mean. You need to say it clearly. Let's stop with euphemisms and metaphors because they can be misunderstood. And it's always been. That's always been the protection for, you know, the excuse my expression, but for the white man saying any goddamn thing he wants to. Oh, you misunderstood me. That's not what I meant. I don't have a racist bone in my body. I have black friends. Okay. I mean, I, and, I, I, and that it's, it's bullshit. I don't see color. <laughs> you don't. Well, remind me not <clears throat> to take a ride with you because, you know, I need you to know when to stop. God damn it. Okay. Yeah. You're a <laughs> uh, colorblind ass. <laughs> yeah. And listen, just know, I'm casting no aspersions on people that are colorblind. It's a legitimate condition and it's got to be terrible. Okay. Oh, there. But it has nothing, but it has nothing to do with whether or not you're racist. Okay. I don't see color is, I don't have a racist bone in my well, body. It's, I got, I can, I got lots of black friends. I got, you know, and it's just, listen, I don't want to preach on this. You say what you want to Jeff for, for sure. But, um, yeah, I and mean, it's just like I am not dissatisfied with John Gruden resigning. I kind of feel like he got off light because I think the team should have fired him, and that would have been after the league. And and here's the thing. I don't think the league could register in and say anything about it. He can't be fined. He wasn't an employee at the time. Right. I'll, I'll just say this to it, okay? And this is how I feel about it completely. Um, if if we have a little time for a very short story, sure, um, sure, absolutely. I'm at a poker table, a house party. Okay, we're playing poker. There's like maybe eight, whatever, so people on the at the table. Okay, and one of the guys guys throw out the n word. I'm the only black person at the table. Okay, but my friend, he it's about the third time he said it. Right now he's saying it in in you know non-confrontational way it's an a at the end you know uh you know what i mean you know the whole video oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay but i don't use the word okay and if somebody says it i'm I'm one of those people that's more like if they say it and i'm not it's not directed at me you're gonna have to direct it at me and then we can talk about that you know mm -hmm. what i mean because otherwise yeah. i'm assuming you're talking to somebody else you must be me. yeah yeah you're talking to someone else so i'm at the table i'm i'm good my friend's upset about it, right? He's like, hey, man, can you stop using the word? You see, we got somebody at the table that may offend. You know what I mean? And he starts going, he's like, hey, I'm from Nestle Woods, man. That's just how we talk. So now he's well, he's white, obviously, because mm -hmm. I said I'm the only black person at the table. And I then I chimed in. I was like, look, you should stop using it because he wants you to. I don't care. Because if you say it and you meant it, meant it at me, I'm going to look behind me and like, because you have to be talking to somebody back there because you're not talking to me. Okay, so that's how I feel about it. I don't use it and I don't respond to it either. Okay, so but if it's offending him and it's his house, stop using it. And he goes on, you know, well, because I'm, I'm from, I can't help it. I was like, look, if a black person goes out to a, a interview, hey. right, they can't use the word. Oh, they no. can't speak Ebonics to get that job. I, okay, I, I know. But what you should have told him <laughs> is really you can't. Geez, you should come with me. Yeah, just take him down well, look, on 42nd, let him not be able to stop. Well, well look, what I told him was because remember, to you know, what right? I told him is the truth. Look, I told him the truth is like I spent time in Nassau Woods growing up a little bit. You don't see me using it. Okay. Black people, if they go to an interview, they can't speak that way. Okay. 
they have to speak professionally to get a job. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's times and places for the speech. There's a time and place for the speech right now. Don't use it. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I've always found that interesting (laughs) that people can try to justify being able to, well, it's where I'm from. It's how we talk. No, no. That's so that's, even in the situation of John Gruden, okay, because mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer of privacy, especially with the stuff going on in the world now mm-hmm. and your right to freedom of speech. You want to be a racist? That, that? Look, look, look. Well, besides that, if you want to be a racist, you go in your domain, your house, and you be a racist all there, all you want. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. You can send when those you come- racist emails to NFL owners, but see, if they come out and see, listen. John Gruden never thought these emails were going to come out. The owners of the Redskins never thought these emails were going to come out. These emails came out in a court case. Okay. And then they, they became part of a public record. Okay. Right. And which then they became available to the New York times. Okay. Right. And so in that, now you're a journalistic organization and one of the active coaches in the NFL who has a number of African-American players on his team is casting aspersions to uh, African-American players in an email, making fun of the size of their lips. Right. Okay. And I get that. That's why my point is basically you can do that all in your own domain. You come out of it. You want to be a professional. You're in the professional world, just like everybody else. You have to learn how to hold but, your freaking yeah, tongue. But the point I'm saying is, is that he did do that in his private domain. But yeah, but he did it towards well, a professional. Well, no, I understand that, but it was it was a this was a this was a a, a direct person to person email communication from him to a guy who took the communication, didn't find it offensive and clearly never said anything about it and wouldn't have come out if the investigation that had been going on on the Redskins had never happened. So John Gruden had no reason to believe anybody was ever going to know this. I don't think John Gruden talked to people or around people publicly as a, as a NFL analyst or anywhere in this way. But what he did do was write that email And then when that email comes out, that says something about him as a person. And just like he has the freedom to say those things and make those emails. The NFL, the Las Vegas Raiders all have the right to say, you know, John, we just don't really want you around. But what they did do is let him do it. Okay. So in terms of, the circumstances I think his resignation was appropriate I find it unfortunate because the Raiders were kind of looking good this year and it's going to be hard for me to imagine them keeping that rolling especially given the comments of the quarterback I mean I think Derek Derek Carr's got a press conference in his future if he's going to get the confidence of his team back in terms of his relationship to this idea of racism. Well, yeah. Okay. And it's hard for me to imagine all that working out in the space of having to go play a game this week. Yeah. Lots of people. I mean, I heard one guy heated about the fact that he coached that game at all because they know they knew about it before the game. Yeah. So you know who's stepping up to be the coach for the Raiders now? Uh, hold on. I can tell you because they did name somebody. Uh, I just can't fucking remember it off the top of my head. But 
I got this thing, man. It's really cool. You ought to get it. It's called the internet. You just look shit up. Raiders. Yeah. Well, I figured I did you because you're better at that shit than I am. Well, that's because I, it, Rich Bisaccia. The next man up for the Las Vegas Raiders is Rich Bisaccia, special teams coordinator and assistant head coach. Team owner Mark Davis named Bisaccia as interim head coach shortly after Gruden resigned Monday evening. There you go. And oh, what good. the fuck is up with Al Davis' son's hair, Mark's, Mark's haircut? What's up with that? I, you know, I haven't seen it, but if it's, I mean, you know, Al Davis's didn't have the greatest haircut. No, himself, no, no, but is no, it worse no, Mark, than that? no, yes, yes. First of all, Mark Davis has bright red, orangish kind of hair and it's a, it's the worst bowl cut you've ever seen. Okay. <laughs> it, it's, it's just bad. I'm, uh, you know what I'm going to do? Cause I think I can Hugh, and I know you're, you're partaking in this, uh, in, in such a way as you can't actually just look up a, a shit on the internet at the same time as what you're doing. Oh, I so. can. I was just asking the question and being no, lazy. That's you, all. Well, Mark Davis, you need to see though. I mean, I can't, no description I do could even come close to, to, to okay. illustrating the ridiculousness of Mark Davis haircut. Hold on. Mark Davis. Here we go. Yeah, it's just, it's. <clears throat> oh my God! What in the world? What in the world? He looks like a. He looks like Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> what are you doing, man? Have you have, have you, you seen it, Jeff? You know, it's almost like the comb over, but it's called the comb forward. Did we lose Jeff. Jeff, you no, there? I have not. Okay, seen it. okay. Look up Mark Davis. Just look at him. Okay, you got to see him. I can't. I yeah, you know the the comb just forward. Just type Mark Davis in Google and hit. I images. see it. That oh. is um. That's terrible. That's very cartoonish. Yes, that's just like, oh my god, he he actually oh, he's going god. for that look too because somebody's got to got to do that for him, right? It's okay. Well, yeah, well, that's definitely he's trying to hide. He's trying to hide something. He's trying to hide half of his forehead. It's 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 a forward it's comb right. over. It's a forward comb over, guys. I don't know another way to tell you this, but that yeah. hair that's that's creating that line starts further back than that. I'll just say that. Well, you know it's what? It's crazy. Al Davis, and honestly, you want to know the truth? What I expected Al Davis to look worse by now. So honestly. <laughs> No, but this, no, this is his son. Al Davis is dead. Oh, this is his son. Oh, yeah, this is yeah. yeah Al, Al, Al Davis is Al's dead. dead. This is son. That's right. Al Davis is yeah. son. Okay, he does yeah. look a lot like him. Oh yeah, but except except he got that orange hair. <laughs> orange hair. You know, there's something about that. And yes, I should know that. That's right. Al Davis did die. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. But anyway, I just you know that was an aside. But anyway, so we got the Raiders out the way. Hold on, hold on here. He looks so much like him, a heavier him. Yeah. And so then the 49ers lose to the Cardinals, who are undefeated at 5-0 and coming into Cleveland, boys. And Kyler Murray, and we're going to look at that team, okay? Later, later, after we go through this uh Forty-four to twenty, the Cowboys dismantled the Giants. 
Even more shocking, 38 to 20, the Bills dismantled the Chiefs. But I got to tell you guys, man, I am so, I was so proud of the Colts for three quarters. <laughs> man, really? I mean, I mean, it's like on any given Sunday, come on, y'all. Okay. And I'm and, like, and then Lamar and then, Jackson happened. Oh my God. And dude, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. He going to be able to do that forever. But he'll probably be able to do it for the rest of the season. I don't see. I don't think. I don't see it stopping this year. Okay. No, it's not <laughs> stopping this year. Hey, I want to. I want to make one comment because I'm still lost here. We're looking at Al Davis haircuts, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I got you. But, I um, told you you had to see it. Told you it is interesting because whoever the dude is cutting it, uh-huh. okay, it is better sometimes and really bad others. It makes me think he's doing it himself. <laughs> He might be. He me because yeah. I cut my own hair. It yeah. only took somebody messing it up one good time There's for me to say, oh, I'm cutting my own hair. There are mornings where his hand is steadier than others. That's But all it I'll definitely say. looks worse <laughs> sometimes than it does others. Sometimes it's like, well, you know, it actually doesn't look bad there. And then he has other ones. It's like, oh, it's pretty bad there. Yeah. That's pretty but bad just I, all I'm saying is the shape of his head and that haircut together make me think Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> hey, what's happening, Humpty Dumpty man? Hey, wow, I heard you fell off a wall, man. Damn, that was a great fall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I'm just saying. Um, okay, so um, let me pull my iPad, my trusty iPad here, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna just give you a few headlines, and we'll read a paragraph or two of a couple articles. But what we're doing is we're going to the TBF Nation magazine on Flipboard. Let's talk about Flipboard for a second, okay? By the way, they're not a sponsor of this podcast, but if they listen to this and want to become one, we'll welcome them with open arms. Um, Hugh, you'll relate to this probably more than Jeff, but Jeff, you're certainly old enough to relate to this too. And, and, and by the way, since I still get your, your Sports Illustrated subscription here, okay, you know, you know, magazines, right? You know, magazines yes. and, you know, magazines are something that in the electronic age have pretty much gone away from the kind of normal use by people. Right. Because mm-hmm. you, know, right. you, you go to the grocery store and you go pick up a magazine that looks interesting to you. And then you look at the cover price and you put that shit back. Right. Because <laughs> nobody's going to pay that kind of money for a magazine. But back in the day, if you didn't have any other place that you were going to read magazines, your library time, if you'll understand my euphemism, was where you, you had the magazine rack sitting in there, something to look at, right? I got, right a lot, exactly. I got a lot of good reading done, reading magazines, and I like magazines, and Flipboard is a way to kind of have your own magazine. Mm-hmm. You can put them together for yourself, or you can read stuff that other people curate into these magazines, and, and quite frankly... I have a number of magazines on Flipboard, but one of them is completely Browns related and related to this podcast, and it is TBF Nation. And if you're a member of TBF Nation, and by the way, yeah, you two guys here, you two guys here, listen to me good. Contact everybody that listen, used to listen to the old This Browns Fans podcast that you know, and let them know we're back, guys. Let's get these numbers up, okay? All right. 
So just just saying, in your day-to-day, if you remember somebody and you said like, oh, yeah, that dude, man, well, email him or message him on Facebook and let him know where we're at. Don't depend on them checking in with us, okay? I'm going to have to read this article on Baker Mayfield being the most polarizing quarterback in the NFL. Well, that's one of the things we're going to look at. But one of the first things we're going to look at is Emily Mayfield. Wife, ah, wife of go. Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield has a message for Cleveland fans after Sunday's loss. And we're just going to read it straight out. This is Emily talking to you, boys. For all of you fans who are blaming yesterday's loss solely on Baker, wake up. It wake was, up. It was one hell of a game, and that game could have gone either way. He left it all on the field. You truly don't know what you have. I have watched him give his all and change the entire culture in Cleveland, yet he gets so little credit for it. He never asks for recognition and continues to carry the weight day in and day out, despite the hate. If you're a true fan, support our guys, Baker and everyone else. The hate does nothing for them. She's right. I believe she's She's on it. She's, She's on absolutely right. Um, hey, everybody's trying to blame somebody, okay? Why did the defense perform so bad? Well, Kevin Stefanski said it wasn't because John Johnson III was calling the plays, okay? Because John right. Johnson was the on-the-field player caller. As you know, okay, when you when you look on the NFL field and you see the helmets, right? You start looking at the back of the guy's helmets. Right. The guy with the green dot has the speaker in his helmet. Okay? Ah. And the guy okay. with the speaker in his helmet is going to call the plays on the field for the defense. Do we know who that was? Uh, John Johnson last... III. I just said it. It was John Johnson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's a good play caller, apparently. He is. The defense well, performed I mean, terribly. He, he was, he, he, the defense performed terribly. Okay. I understand. We're gonna be looking we're gonna be looking at the stats <clears throat> from this game, but when you look at the yards that this defense gave up, the only defense that performed worse was the Chargers. Yes, we got more yards than they did and still you, lost I mean, the game. You know, okay. They got Johnson the third because he was a play caller as well. I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. He, he just well, sucked this time. Well, the only reason not? he was call- the only reason he was calling the plays is because the guy that normally calls plays was out injured. Okay, I'm just saying. Okay, I, I I don't know I don't know that that's why they got him or not. I'm just saying that he, him calling the plays was different, which is why Kevin Stefanski's having to say no. That's not why they were so bad. Okay, right. All right. All right. I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. Now here's a disturbing headline. Brown's awaiting results on several MRIs for key players, including Denzel oh, Ward, no. including Denzel Ward, Jack Conklin, and Greedy Williams. <laughs> okay. The secondary Please. thing's killing me. This oh yeah, word. it is We're now dropping like flies. Now here's some good news. Here's some good news. Browns, Jedrick Wills, Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom the second practice on Wednesday. Awesome. Top oh, you need it. Top I feel de- better now. Top defensive ends and running backs sit out. Okay. okay. And I, I believe they're being held out of practice to conserve them for the game. 
when they need them. Yeah. Now, the Browns have here Nick Camino uh, writes on uh, WKYC Studios, okay, uh, that the Browns have a golden opportunity to prove they belong among the NFL's elite teams, okay? And uh, let's just give a few words on this, and you guys can finish reading this article, any of you listening. Uh, again, on, uh, I think it's WKYC.com, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, <coughs> excuse me. It's never easy to shake off a tough loss like the one the Browns experienced on Sunday evening at SoFi Stadium. A gut-wrenching, high-scoring, heartbreaking 47-42 loss to the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers that at times mirrored a Big 12 conference offensive showdown between Texas Tech and Baylor. That will be the task of Kevin Stefanski's team this upcoming Sunday at 4.05 p.m. To get back in the win column, because yeah, yeah, and they got to do it against the only remaining unbeaten team in the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury's squad is five and zero, the best start for the Cardinals franchise since 1974, and it's debatable which side of the football they have been more impressive on. Offensively, Kyler Murray is the engine that makes the offense go, and is helping the team average 31.4 points per game. Defensively. The unit swarms to the football and is only allowing 19 points per game, fifth best in the NFL. And again, the defense's their defense's only weekend weakness is that they're not terribly great against the run. Okay, but again, right. they've been good enough. Now you, you start looking at the teams that they've played, and they haven't faced a running attack like ours. True. Regardless of what any NFL talking head or expert tells us, there's no such thing as a must-win game in week six of the NFL season. However, the Browns risk falling back to the 500 mark at 3-3 on the season with a second consecutive loss, and while they technically could afford to do so in a league full of parity and with 11 more games to play, history would start working against Cleveland. Right. As former NFL quarterback and current CBS analyst Trent Green shared on air during the Browns-Chargers game TV broadcast this past Sunday, since 1990, NFL teams starting 4-1 and one go to the playoffs 74% of the time, while teams starting 3-2 and two after five games make the postseason less than 50% of the time. It's only a trend, and the Browns' second half of their schedule does lighten up considerably, but falling to 3-3 three and three after a loss to Arizona would likely raise some concerns among a fan base that was already making plans for Sunday, February 13th in Inglewood, California, back at SoFi Stadium. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, there's absolutely legitimate cause <clears throat> for Browns fans to be excited and have big expectations like that. Okay. Right. 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 And the Browns could really disappoint you in this case. Now, uh, it it is worth noting that uh, Pete Prisco, anyway, uh, for CBS, Mm -hmm. has, uh, I'll just, let me read you his prediction. If I can find it. Oh, my God. Where'd they go? They lost it. 
Oh, that's my iPad making a stupid sound. <laughs> Fucking fantasy guys trying to sell you shit, man. What the fuck? Los Angeles Rams, New York Giants, Cincinnati Bengals, Green Bay Packers, Los Angeles, Minnesota, Arizona Cardinals at Cleveland Browns. By the Browns, are, by the way, the Browns, well, the Cardinals are a two and a half point favorite. Okay. Okay, that doesn't say a whole lot. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. The Browns are a two and a half point favorite. Get the fuck out of here. Well, they're, they're at home, dude. They're at home. Oh, I didn't know. I thought it was in Arizona. No, no, my bad. it's in Cleveland. No, it's in Cleveland. Oh, okay. We just played the two. How many games in a row you want us to play on the road anyway? What's wrong with you? Mm. This is one of the best games of the week as the undefeated Cardinals play at the Browns, who are coming off a tough loss to the Chargers. The Cardinals didn't look good on offense in beating the 49ers last week, but they will bounce back with a nice showing. The trouble will come slowing the Browns' run game. Cleveland will keep Kyler Murray on the bench as much as possible as the Browns win it with their rushing attack. Browns 28, Cardinals 23. That's his pick. I like it. Uh, And it's not unreasonable to think that that will pan out just like that. No, it's not unreasonable at all. But let me tell you something that the Browns, given the structure of their team and the nature of their offensive attack, while it is comforting to know that they can get in a shootout and be right in there. Yeah. I have still, uh, listen, let's just go back here. Go back to last season when we played quality teams and we got in high scoring games, especially the crucial ones. It feels like we lose more of those than we win. The games that we take a lead early and then punish them with the run. Those are the games we win. Now, you, you, can't, you can't account for what the other team's going to do, and if they're going to answer every score you make, you've got to come back and score. And again, remember, you guys remember when the Browns kind of proved they could hang in games like that was the Thursday night game against the Baltimore Ravens, right? Right. Yeah. Right. They, right. Lost, they lost that game, okay? And then, then, you know, they go through the rest of the season, and they had some fairly, you know, close things go by. You know, but again, not the highest scoring games in the world. You know, win over the Titans. But then they get to the Chiefs, right? High scoring. Right. What's that about? Toughly fought game. But they lose. Same thing with the opener this year. They get, shit, man, they scored 33, right? But they lost. With the Chargers, they lose. The problem is, is that the Browns have to win one of these. You know, I'm sorry, but for if you listen, as a Cleveland fan, love these Browns, love Baker Mayfield, have all the faith in him you want. But if you want the rest of the world to see your Browns the way you do, you know, Baker Mayfield is going to have to one of these days with the game on the line and two minutes to go, he's going to have to actually do the thing. Right. Um, and, and, you know, I'll say this. I don't care how we get the points, running or passing, but to score that amount of points in a game that you lost, yeah, it's it feels bad. Well, well, but, we, well but we put up those points. Right, we did. But, but the kicker to it is, I mean, you have the whole 401 games, blah, 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 team up. Simple stat here, okay? And this is why I'm upset about the officiating, okay? Because the officiating helped out 
on one of these stats where they have an elite enough team. They don't need officiating help. Okay. Their, their passing game is elite enough. And we knew that going in that oh, they didn't yeah, need absolutely. this help. Absolutely. Okay? They, we didn't need to play 12 guys. Okay. Right. Okay. But the chargers were three of three on fourth down. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, ain't nothing more to that. They, we beat them in time possession, 36, 28 to 23, 32. We should have won that game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. okay, come on, guys. Nobody, no NFL team who has gone on the road, scored more than 40 points, and not turned the ball over has ever lost a game before the Browns did it on Sunday. Now, I mean, it sounds to me, sounds to me it sounds to me like somebody had some help. Okay. Yeah, right. That's yeah, what I'm what? saying. Every stat you see on here shows you that there was some. Now, the penalties themselves don't tell you because we had seven penalties for 77 yards. They had six penalties for 49. But it's when those penalties happen. They had a penalty on a fourth down. Right. Fourth. Well, that's the one where the guy climbed our receiver by right. grabbing his shirt. Yeah. 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 Penalty I mean, on a fourth down. Just look at the still pictures of that. You know, there's a bunch of different levels of that, and you can. There's like three different ones that have been used in in memes that have been put out about this, where it's like one where he first grabbed it, then he's about halfway, and then he's up there, and you can see exactly what he did. He literally used our guy's jersey to pull up and get up there to try to catch the ball. And I want to make one comment. I don't mm. think it should have been called. Okay. But it's arguable to say the last Hail Mary that Baker Mayfield threw. Oh, there was pass okay, interference. And the guy tripped up. And that's pass interference. Yeah. He tripped up and stopped our <clears throat> receiver. That's not our fault. That's pass interference. Yeah. It doesn't matter yep. whether the guy did it intentionally or not. Intentionally. Right. Like, oh, I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. Oh, well, that's okay. We're no, no. I mean, foul that's there. not when I think those calls should be called to begin with. But if we're playing technical and you just blew a big call like that, that's pass interference. Yeah, exactly. So and look, Baker Mayfield in the press conference, he was clearly said, you guys send the fine now. Send you to send it now because um, that officiating stunk. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> let's talk about this game. It was on Sunday, the 10th of October in 2021 at 1.05 p.m. It was sunny. I guess it was outdoor, if you want to call that outdoor. Okay. It was the, the, the turf at SoFi Stadium is called Matrix Turf. Just so you know. What, oh, is that that special with the, with the bees yeah. in it? Or, or, uh... I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. I didn't I didn't see a lot of those beads puffing up around their their feet on that turf. So I would say, no, I don't think that's what it is because I didn't. But I might just not have noticed it. I don't know. But here's the deal. Brown's got 230 yards on the ground. OK, Nick Chubb had 161. Kareem Hunt had 61. Baker Mayfield had eight. And they got a, a 305 yards in the air. Now. We're going to do some math here because Justin Herbert got 398 in the air and they got 112. Okay, so if you, you put that together, that's 498 and another 12 yards is is uh, what, 410? Yeah, 
510, 510 yards. <clears throat> we got 305 and 230. That's five, five, 35. So we literally. Was time of possession more? Oh, God, man. The time of possession. Listen, you're, you're not going to like this, okay? You're not going to like this. Okay. All right. 35 minutes and 28 seconds for the Browns, 23.32 for the Chargers. What? So they were more efficient, obviously. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say that, Hugh. I'm not going to say that. They were certainly more efficient on third down because they were 6 for 13 with a 46.2 conversion rate, whereas we were only 4 for 12 on third down. Uh-huh. On the other hand, one might want to note that We seemed to be in third down situations less. And clearly, they were six for 13. We were four for 12. It was only one less. But the way they were spaced out, and clearly with the amount and the time of possession, it felt like we weren't having to deal with the third down monster as much. Now, I'm going to say this. I'm getting a little weary of Kevin Stefanski going for it on fourth down. Okay. Yeah, me okay. also. I know, I know you got guts and you're a man and you play aggressive and all this shit. But one for three, don't get it for me. No, nah, it doesn't. Yeah, okay. then you gotta rethink it, right? Because the Chargers were three for three. Now, albeit they had help with thirty-five fucking yard pass pass interference call on one of those. That, okay. that mess just irks me. Yeah. Fourth down pass interference call. It's just like, yeah, come on, man. But, but and it shouldn't have happened. But in it's a nutshell, like, unless there's anything you guys want to look at statistically about this game, I don't think there's anything else I can tell you about this because we've looked at the numbers that matter and we won the turnover battle, right? Did mm-hmm. did, did we get a pick or, or a fumble recovery? Um. I can't remember Herbert. Yeah, we no, no, there was no picks. Okay, and I think we got a fumble recovery. Didn't we get a fumble recovery? <clears throat> you know, I I don't recall. Um, Justin Herbert is very fumbles, good. Fumbles. I found yeah, it. Bye, bye, bye. Here it is. Fumbles. Number and lost. The Browns fumbled once and did not lose it. The Chargers fumbled twice and lost one. Okay, so we we won the turnover battle. We won time of possession. Okay, we didn't win third down percentage, okay? But we did. Listen, we were one for one, goal to goal efficiency, 100%, okay? Problem. They were three for three. Mm-hmm. Red zone efficiency, we were three for six, 50%. Problem. They were four for four. Listen, if you want to actually place blame on some entity on the Cleveland Browns for this loss, please blame the defense. They allowed 47 fucking points. And and listen, if you think the Browns can win games where the defense is allowing 47 points. Think again. Yeah. Because they're good, but they're just not that good. And I don't know that there's any team that good. Not consistently, I, week in, week out. Right. 
Yeah, and let's face the Chiefs it, aren't even Browns aren't good. the only well, team. The Chiefs, the Chiefs are proving that because you know on Sunday against the Chargers, the, the Browns kind of look, especially the secondary, they kind of look like the Chiefs' defense. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. and this is the last time I'm going to say it. I promise, but I feel like I got to say it again. Say it again. Okay. If the NFL is going to let a high-powered offense get away and get that much help from officiating, right? Oh, you know what shit. I mean? And you're and it's, you're basically like what we're saying. Even the Chiefs can't win a game like that. You can't. You, we you might as well given us a loss before the game started. You can't well, win a game. Let's like do that. this. Let's do. We this. all know. Hold on. Let's do this as Browns fans. Let's observe this league and specifically as it's relating to the Chargers. Now, OK, you know, SoFi Stadium opened this year. OK, right. And that's where the Super Bowl's at. OK. Yep. There's two home teams at SoFi Stadium. There's the Los Angeles Chargers and there's the Los Angeles Rams. Yep. Okay. Both of those teams are contenders in their respective conferences. This is true. And possibly two of the best teams in the league. I don't know that it would. I don't know that it would upset the league at all if they got Rams Chargers at SoFi. No, it wouldn't have. Shit, that wouldn't upset the league at all. Okay, sell tickets like hotcakes. But wait, but wait. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not only would it not upset them, it might even be desirable. Let's make sure they're not trying to set this up. Anything you can do to facilitate? Well, look. I, like more to the point, I remember that I'm going to go back to the 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 greatness of NBA officiating here. OK, oh, I've watched a whole lot good. of NBA. You know, it's yeah, I, I've watched a whole lot of NBA. And one of the ones that stand out for me to until the to this day, I think, is the worst officiated finals I've ever watched. OK, and. Kid me not, I I think Kevin Durant. Bitched out, basically, by joining Golden State Warriors, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, for all intents and purposes, he could have got there. But that year he played LeBron with the Thunder, and they still had all three, okay? That last year they had all three, Harden, um, you know, mm-hmm. Russell, and they had Durant, okay? They lost that finals, but going into that finals, they went to the line more than any team in the league throughout the season and the playoffs. Okay, they go into those finals with against the Heat, right? And all of a sudden, they went to the line less than any team in any series in the whole playoffs. In one in a single series. Hey, the officiating officiating flipped. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, Russell can't get a call at the basket. Oh, everything's going. Nobody likes to watch that mess. Okay. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to. If there's a call to make, okay. Okay. But if you're going to make calls like that and be and make a call like they made and like the offense basically gets away with one that they shouldn't have, mm-hmm. and then you don't do it, you know, I the mean, other we team, all know. You do it when it's blatant for the other team. That's, that's, nobody right. wants you to. You got to get a payback call. We all know they make bad calls, but this sound, this was like having 12 men on the field. Defending, you know, yeah, you nobody wants to see that, you know, it, at the worst case, I, I, they had a clear makeup, but they didn't want to do it, okay, because that clear makeup would, we would have scored that touchdown, 
That's a one yard punch it in with Kareem Hunt. They didn't want to call that offensive pass interference on that Hail Mary. It was a positive. Now, that's ignored in a bunch Mm. of football games. So it's not something that just got ignored there, right? But you can't make calls, game changing calls like that on a fourth down. It's a fourth. It's where a team usually isn't even going for it. A fourth down. And then you give them a call that should have went the other way. Mm-hmm. And then you don't call that like that. It's just it don't make sense to me. It did seem okay. uh, glaringly lopsided. Now, what I find interesting. Is that. The actual play that won the game for the Chargers when the Browns forced their man through the end zone. Yeah, they had to. It was a smart Well, play. no, no, I understand that. The, yeah. coach, the, 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 the Chargers coach, however, has made an official inquiry to the league and wants a response because he believes that play was illegal. Well, if the league responds that, yeah, that play was illegal, they should take the fucking score away and give us the game. Okay, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, right. you know, Are the you very serious? Play that, the very fucking play that got you the points that won the game for you. You're trying to say that was illegal. <laughs> so honestly, if I was the coach of the Chargers, I, I don't know how after that I'd game shut the I'd fuck even up. be saying okay. anything. I, I don't I'd think shut I, the I don't fuck see up. how I'd be saying anything. Yeah, because I, you won the game the off up. of lack of penalty calls and calls that made no sense to be called in the first place. <laughs> Goddamn ridiculous. I haven't even harped enough on the fact that Garrett was held on like so many plays. It was ridiculous. But he did. If but, there was but a for miles for part, held for miles yeah. part at the press conference, he did. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, I got I, mean, I got to give it to my guys. They unabashedly, oh. they went out there and they told the world they screwed up. Paul, and, and I know you might have wanted to say something, maybe forgot, but that Baker mentioned the officiating and got uh, fined. Oh, he did. I just oh, you did. Oh, you did. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, he said, send the fine. He said, send the fine. The officiating sucked. Shoot. You know what? Oh, if you said it like fines, that? Yeah. Honestly, those fines, those are the kind of fines, like, if you're owner, you're like, oh, yeah, man. I was, yeah. You want a boat? Hey, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. some, some hey, shit like, Honestly, that you take that hit because this was bull crap. Okay, so let's talk about these Cardinals. Okay. <laughs> In specific, okay. That's a, come on, Google, act right. Arizona Cardinal. I mean, I got some stats on the Cardinals I can roll off right now. Oh, yeah, please. Offense is rated six. Yeah. Defense is rated 13. Now, passing, can, you, can you split that for me on the defense passing and running? I, I can't. I will have to look that up because I don't okay. have a split on right in front of me. I do have a split for the offense. The offense okay. is seventh in the pass, eighth in rushing. Okay. Now, flip to us, our offense, we jolted up on offense from last week. Okay. We're the fifth best offense. We actually didn't go far down the scale on defense. We're fourth in defense. Okay. Okay. We're 25th in the past, which is an improvement in itself, and we're still first in rush. Yeah, but but let me just say this. If Baker Mayfield wants to be considered among the elite quarterbacks in the league, I'm not saying he has to have a top five passing game, but it can't be 25th, man. 
It can't. No. Now, what I will say a little no. bit in Baker's defense no. here, okay, is the way we play offense, we have been controlling the ball game. Okay. That's great. So but so but but the passing offense that that where you rank is not all based on just raw yards. So you can't say it's because we don't pass as much because the completion percentage and a lot of the other and and especially a lot of these advanced statistics like this kind of figure in you know when you when you start ranking an offense and where they rank in passing it's the play that was called and did he have to check down a check down you know these things then start to take away from your standing if you will Right. So I will say this yeah. one thing to this. This the rankings I'm looking at, I don't uh, think these are advanced rankings. These are pure yardage rankings. Okay. So this doesn't re- really reflect Okay. Well then I'll then I'll buy twenty five, but I'd more. still like to see it better. We still need better balance. Okay. Yeah, we need better balance, yes. We I need would, to be able uh, to rely a little bit more on our passing game. But I I love I, the way the running game is doing. Oh, by the way, guys, I, by the way, I, I did not tell you this. It looks like Jarvis might play. Oh, that is big. I just want to go on the record as saying that getting rid of Odell would be stupid. I hope they don't do it. Well, because here, here, all this speculation is but ridiculous. Wait, but there's a reason for the speculation. The trade deadline is coming up. Okay. And yeah. listen to me. Yeah. You can't have a guy with the salary of Odell Beckham Jr. Okay, and the cap hit that you're taking to carry him on your roster that's producing 20 yards a game. Let's I'll put it this it's way. It's not all it's not all listen to me. I didn't I say just, it was his fault. I said yeah, you I, can't I, have a guy that's carrying the salary cap hit that Odell Beckham carries for 20 yards a game. That's not why you spend that kind of money on a player. Now, yes, what, so, don't care ooh. don't matter whose fault it is. What I'm telling you is that you're getting 20 yards a game out this guy right now. Yeah. um, I wanted to see, uh, you see, this is, everything happens simultaneously. Landry's out, then the labrum. And, uh, you know, I want to see him target uh, Odell, but Odell is getting doubled like crazy. Odell, no, I've seen, I've seen Baker Mayfield just totally miss on Odell being wide open and he's throwing to somebody that's double covered. No. No, yeah. I've yeah, seen so it a I'm number gonna, of times. I'm going to tell you what I've seen. I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell you what I've seen, and this is how I feel about it. I've seen Odell get completely missed when he's open. Mm-hmm. I've seen bad passes to him. I've seen Odell miss some plays that he probably should have catch caught. Maybe okay? not like. Yeah, not I like don't the right think round. they have good chemistry because when Baker, what oh, I think Baker has no. noticed, oh, just just stop. Let okay, me finish. Let me finish what I'm saying here. Okay, <laughs> they don't because they have not been practicing together. He missed like a whole season. Okay, and yeah. and to to boot with it, it is not their fault. They don't have good chemistry right now. Okay. To boot yeah. to it, I think Baker has noticed when he tries to force it to Odell, bad things happen. That's the thing. Don't okay. force it. Right. So, right. You so, so it you got it. Baker Mayfield. That's a point. Okay. You know how the NFL goes into seasons with points of interest? Okay. So you're going to get all kind of taunting calls. And, and right. believe it or not, you should. Okay. With it being a point of interest, you should have got an offensive pass interference call. Okay. Anyway. Um, right. I almost got it. <laughs> anyway, 
almost got off on something. I, I think that but, they no, can. Hold on, hold on. I'm trying to make a point now. I'm okay. Sorry. sorry. Go ahead. That. Okay. See, he's messed me up. Tell me what I was saying, guys. You talk about point of interest and the point of uh, interest. Yeah. yeah, point interest. Uh, no, the, that was an aside. I said, would you know the point of interest? Okay, we were talking about Odell. Yes, right. <clears throat> okay. The salary cap hit, and not only get the twenty yards, and he's not saying that's his fault. Blah blah. I was just talking about chemistry. Yeah. Right. Okay. You don't have the ability. As a general manager in this league, if you're going to do your job and make sure your team stays ready to be patient and wait for guys that are supposed to be the best of what they do. Now, you got a point of interest in Baker Mayfield because the world said to him before Odell got injured, right? That you're mm-hmm. focusing on Odell, you're you 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 you're trying to make sure you get him the ball, and you're holding your game back. And right. you know, once Odell went out, once Odell went out injured, okay, Baker really did improve, and it looked like maybe the Browns better off without Odell. I mean, the, the whole world was saying that, okay, not us Browns fans, but the whole world was. Right, the world, the NFL, and the fans. They want to see Odell making amazing one-handed catches. They 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 want to see that. They want to see that. They're not getting that with the Cleveland Browns. Odell. No, we're not. Odell Beckham Jr. as an athlete, what he can bring to the table, whether or not he can bring it to the Browns or not, is not important. What he can bring to the table is not being utilized by the Browns. Okay. And 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 that's a that's a hell of a cap hit to take when. Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr.'s salaries are almost identical. They the same cap hit. Right. Right? Right. And 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 you've seen absolute production out of Jarvis Landry. So much right. so that if we get Jarvis back this weekend, I think that's a boost that takes us over the top. And we definitely win the game. Look, okay? I'm I'm gonna say this. Jarvis Landry fits so good with the way the offense moves. He I think he is our best receiver. Okay. okay, and that's not I, I, actually. And I totally me. understand that because right now everything about Odell Beckham Jr. is all potential, unrealized. Right, and this isn't me trashing Odell because no. I think he is good. Odell is a fantastic Just, athlete, but does he fit the Browns? Is the question now? Well, you know what we're gonna find out. We got a why, super big I mean, game I'm here. I'm trying to figure out why he doesn't fit okay. the Browns. Why can't but he? Hugh, the, the the point who's. I don't think that there's a whole lot of energy that should even be wasted on why you you go into that. That's, that's lessons learned. That's off season shit right now. We're in the middle of it. If it ain't working, it must be fixed. Okay. And because let me tell you something, go, go five more weeks into the season and Odell's getting 20 yard games and just nothing's happening. And it's not communicating. Yeah, that's a problem. Okay. I, I yeah, agree. That's a, that's a problem. But if you're Andrew Barry, do you let the trade line come and go? You don't think he's getting calls? Well, oh, I'm you, sure he is. You know how I feel okay. about that. I'm. We got a big game coming. <clears throat> it's Arizona, right? They're five yes, and zero. We're three and two. Just came off of a big loss. We should have won. Okay, that's right. 
this is when big players show up, right? So come so on, Odell, Odell comes come out. On, Odell. Odell comes out has a big game. Okay, now if after this game I see and I don't see Odell in the Arizona game, okay, and I'm the Browns and somebody's calling me about a trade, that makes sense. Not just trading him to do it, okay? Right. That makes sense. I probably will do it. Right. If if the package is right, especially if they offer me some defensive guys like I need. Look, right? the Browns have a top five offense without Odell. That's the point. But but their secondary specifically has injury issues. You you can't plan on injuries, okay? Right. No, you can't. You can't um, plan for them. But dude, we're starting to we literally played a walk-on rookie free agent because that's how thin we were at corner. And and Justin yeah. Herbert picked on that boy. Yeah, we did. Um, you know, and and depth, I mean, he's a rookie, obviously, right? Am I am I right? Yeah, but he, well, if he's yeah. a yeah, he was an undrafted rookie free agent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's who he is. It doesn't make him a bad player. It makes him what he is, a rookie. Brand, it makes him brand new, and they did the right thing by picking well, on not him. Not only that, he's a brand new guy who hadn't been taking starter snaps in practice. Right. Sorry, you don't you don't take starter snaps if you're not a starter, so you're not practicing with the starting team. So you get, I mean, honestly, that guy played as well as you could have expected him to. Right. So let's just be honest and say that right now, we got to find a way to do it with mirrors. Joe Woods has a problem, and his problem is his defense ain't healthy. I don't, I don't necessarily have great objection with the way the defense is being called, okay? Right. But, and again, it's hard to tell. You know, if all, if everybody's healthy, you got all your starters in on the defense, and they're giving up you know, 400 yards through the air, uh, you know, 398 might as well be 400, right? Oh, yeah, might as well round up. Yeah, but it, it, if 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 all the starters are in and they're giving up 400 yards in a game, I, I'm concerned. Yeah. Now, the dream here is that if we get Landry back, we got Odell in the field, right? We got the running game, mm-hmm. okay? Yes, and sir. our tight ends... We don't have an injury-ridden tight end core this year either, okay? Everything's out there that they can't – the other team has to man up on us. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. And we got open guys because we have athletes at every position. Yes, sir. Okay? That's the dream here. So the dream is that we get Landry back and then Odell can show out because he is the athlete he is. He doesn't have to worry about a right. possible double coverage. Exactly. It won't happen. Now, let me tell you something. There's another aspect to this game, and this will be the last thing we do, and then we're going to get out of here because, guys, we're, we're, on, we're on an hour and 33 minutes now. Okay. <laughs> right around in there anyway. Baker Mayfield, when he won the Heisman Trophy, was the college quarterback for the Oklahoma Sooners. He's drafted by the Cleveland Browns. And who takes over as quarterback? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Who wins the Heisman Trophy, am I correct? Oh, yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying. And now he's, 
He's shorter in stature than Baker Mayfield. Yes, he is. What's he, 5'10"? I think yeah. So. I think he's 5'10". And uh, you're, you're, <clears throat> you're going to see two quarterbacks who want to have a shootout. All right? Right. It's our defense's job to stop Kyler Murray's half of that. All right? Right. And it's our offensive line's job to facilitate Baker's half. Okay? Yeah. Now, clearly, Baker Mayfield has a little bit of an advantage in this regard because he's got Chubb and Hunt to hand off to. And I'm telling you, I am not seeing us take advantage of the play-action game as deeply as we should. We are not. I've I've noticed that as well. We are definitely not we're, doing we're, that. We are going. We are going so many times when it's on second down or maybe third and short. Instead of being in a posture where you can run a play action play, we're going with a naked backfield and just Baker in the backfield, or we're going with uh you know where the running back is lined up side by side to him in the shotgun. Okay, and that just ain't. That just ain't working. Okay. If you're not playing play action ball when, especially like on second downs, you know, where it's generally speaking a run and play. Mm-hmm. Now, you got to watch it because you don't want to try play action on second down when you just passed on first down. Okay. I mean, you know, there's, there's, and I, I see us passing on first down. A lot, and I'm not. I'm not saying I got a problem with that because we're generally successful. But it seems to me like sometimes it holds our running back, our running game from getting into a rhythm early. Yeah, can and it also kills the ability to use play action. Exactly. You, 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 and and to me, one of the Browns' biggest strengths. One first, Baker Mayfield's pretty good play action quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I understand it wasn't his strong suit coming out of college because they didn't do right. it. But but he's he does he has he's great with fakes. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. So in in this regard, I think that um you know, and I have no doubt in my mind that uh, between Van Pelt and Stefanski, they are literally at the drawing board trying to work up a game plan that's going to take advantage of what weaknesses they see in film of the Arizona Cardinals. Yep. This is, uh, yeah, it's going to be okay guy, but you know, this last game was one we could win. I think we can win this one as well. Right. But, but let me tell you something. The Arizona Cardinals want to win. They want to go six and oh, okay. Yes, they do. And, uh, we, we got to stop them. That's it. Yeah, buddy. Bottom line, baby. Bottom line. So, for all intents and purposes, the team we just played is probably better than they are, but that's arguable. Obviously, this is arguable. They have the record. They've won four games. They can't take that away. Period. It. They are four and zero. So, no. As we're looking right now, five and zero. Sorry, five and zero. Okay. Now, once that, I wanted to point out before we we go. Uh huh. Because it is the shining part of the team right now. Okay. Um, Chubb uh-huh. is halfway to 1,000 yards already. All right. Yeah, baby. Hunt yeah. is seven yards shy of 300. 
All right. If things shake up and it keeps going the way you are, we could end up with 2,000 yard rushers this year. Oh, yeah, that would be great. So. That would be great. What would not be great is to have that without a playoff appearance. So let's get exactly. our shit together, boys, and let's get this done. So it's time to go out. And, you know, we're, all, we're, we're always going to do that on top of the TBF theme. So when we get together next time, boys, it'll be to talk about the Browns win against the Arizona Cardinals. Kyle yeah, baby. Kyler right. Murray and the Cardinals going to come and find out what it's like to play a game at Cleveland Stadium. There you go. Fans That's are going to matter. Baker's going to matter. Odell, I predict a breakout game for Odell Beckham Jr. And I think Jarvis Landry is going to play. It'll be, that would be nice. Greg Newsom's going to play. Very much needed. Denzel Ward's going to play. Jedrick Will's going to play. And I'm going to go one more prediction. And then Paul could be wrong on all these, you should know. Jadavian Clowney's going to play. Oh, that'd be big, too. Yeah, yeah, it would. So in the meantime, the in-between time, until it's that time, what time's that? Time we get together to talk about the Browns win and rising to a level of four and two. This is Paul, Hugh, and Jeff saying, we're out. This has been a Basement Tapes production. Yeah.